Do carbs make me fat? It's a bit like when a woman says to a man, do these clothes make me look fat? Very uncomfortable question. And here's a great question before we go any further. If you're a woman and you've put on weight, do you know? If you're a woman and you've lost weight, do you know? And if the answer is yes, then why do we have to ask somebody, particularly why do we ask a bloke? Because that could be very uncomfortable for the poor bloke, couldn't it? What's he going to say? If he says, yes, you've put on weight and you haven't, he's probably going to be sleeping on the couch for a very long time. And if he says, no, you look beautiful and you have put on weight, you'll say, liar, and he'll be sleeping on the couch for a very long time. So this thing about fat, squidgy bits, flabby bits, weight, excess stuff that we carry between our skin and our muscle, how does carbohydrate turn to fat? Because if you ask most people now, they'll say, yes, carbs make you fat. So here's a really important question. Here's a big jar of carbs, big jar of sugar, lollies. How does your body, your amazing human body, turn those lollies made of sugar, carbohydrate, glucose, fructose, uh, lactose, all the different oses that are sugar, and or carbohydrates, so bread, pasta, rice, vegetables, fruit, all the things that are made of are carbohydrates, CHO, carbon, hydrogen, oxygen. How does the human body turn that into the flabby stuff that sits between your skin and your muscle? And it's interesting because if you have liposuction, uh, the stuff that comes out, the fat of your body, actually looks like butter, looks like fat. So how does your body turn lollies into fat? This one's really interesting because it's a big jar of nuts. And ultimately, nuts are the perfect food because they are the three macronutrients, carbohydrate, protein, fat, about a third of each, and a whole big pile of vitamins and minerals in nuts. So how does the body take the carbohydrate out of those nuts and turn them into fat? How does that happen? How is the body capable of taking something that is that looks like this and turning it into lumpy, yellow, flabby stuff that is fat. What a great question. And is it possible that that is quite the chemical process and it might take the body some energy to do it? So let's just have a look at macronutrients. And I know that you know this, but this is just an interesting overview. Calories per gram, so energy per gram of food, Nine calories in one gram of fat, nine calories, energy-dense, high-octane fuel, nine calories per gram of fat. Carbohydrate and protein, on the other hand, only four and a half calories per gram, so half the energy. So it's like a super-octane fuel and a high, sorry, a low-octane fuel. But we seem to be really, really scared of carbohydrate turning into fat. We tend not to talk about protein too much, do we? Oh, I'm scared of protein making me fat. It's don't eat carbs, they make you fat. All right, so how does that happen? Now, I've never been inside the body and I don't know. But is it possible that something that is already fat and it's high energy, has nine calories per gram, that would be easy for the body to take out of your food and put into your fat cell and your fat cells expand? And that's probably another really important thing to know is when we put those three macronutrients into the body, carbohydrate, protein, and fat, where do they store to start with? Can we burn them off or do they have to go into storage? And really interesting and probably very important to consider if you've ever thought that carbs make you fat, 
is fat is already fat and we have unlimited storage for fat. So fat is stored in our fat cells and 40 to 50 billion of them are scattered beautifully all over our body. Now, some people have them specifically in certain places. That could be determined by genetics, yeah? So some people have more fat cells around their hips and their thighs. Some people have more fat cells around their upper body or their middle. Some people have uh, evenly distributed fat cells. But somebody's counted them. I don't know who. Uh, and we've got 40 to 50 billion of them. Now, those little suckers can expand. <laughs> so we have unlimited storage for fat because our fat cells can just keep getting fatter and fatter, bigger and bigger. Then they can expand to the point where they split. So they don't just hypertrophy, get bigger. They can also go through hyperplasia because every fat cell's got another little fat cell attached to it. I've never been inside there. I've never seen one. But according to the experts, that's what happens. So one fat cell can become two fat cells and keep getting bigger and bigger. And I keep uh, considering that because we have unlimited storage for fat. We can just keep making those fat cells bigger and bigger. Interesting to consider. So what about carbohydrate and what about protein? Where do they store inside the body? Is there an unlimited storage capacity for carbohydrate? Uh, or, where does it, or where does the process happen that it turns into fat? Now, interestingly, we only have a half a kilogram storage capacity. The tank inside our body to store carbohydrate is only half a kilo. And that's for our glucose for our brain and our muscles and our liver store glycogen. And obviously our muscles run on glycogen, they run on carbohydrate. I'm gonna say that again. Muscles run on carbohydrate, they run on sugar. They're the biggest engine in the body and the fuel source for our muscles is carbohydrate. The next biggest fuel or the next biggest energy requirement for our body is our brain and it runs on glucose, that's sugar. So our muscles are big engine, our brain's a big engine and the fuel for both of those is carbohydrate. So interesting to consider, are they important? And when you hear somebody say carbs make you fat, should we ask a few more questions than just, oh really, I won't eat fat, I won't eat carbs then because they make me fat. What food, what food has carbs in it so I don't eat that anymore? Uh, and this is an interesting, and I'll just go back a step from here because it's really interesting. Some people have removed carbohydrate predominantly from their eating plan. They just don't like to eat it. And for all sorts of reasons, not just because they're scared of getting fat. Some people eat carbohydrate and they feel bloated or they feel uncomfortable or it just doesn't feel good. And there's some people that, so they remove carbohydrate and they eat a hell of a lot more protein and fat. The reverse of that, there's a lot of people that just eat carbohydrate. They eat a little bit of protein that might come in the nuts, for example, or the little bit of protein that comes in bread or the little bit of protein that comes in cereal but they're not really interested in any of the protein that comes from animal products, for example. So they eat predominantly carbohydrate. And is it possible that there are people at both ends of those scale that are in great shape and are overweight? So some people eat just or have removed carbohydrate from their diet and they've got a stack of energy, they feel fantastic, they look great, and they love, the, love everything about their life, but they don't eat any carbohydrate or very limited amounts. And there are some people that only eat carbohydrate with a tiny bit of protein and a tiny bit of fat, and they're in great shape and look amazing. And the reverse, are there people who have taken carbohydrate out of their diet, and they're tired and lethargic and got no energy, and they're still overweight, out of shape, and there are other people that are eating just carbohydrate, and they just keep getting fatter and fatter. So their, their diet is predominantly 
sugar, bread, rice, pasta, high carbohydrate foods, and they're getting fatter and fatter. So what's going on and how do we know what to do? And as an exercise professional, should we know what to do and should we be able to answer those questions? Because to just make a blanket statement, carbs make you fat, if somebody says to you, how does that happen? Should we know the answer? So my question is always this, as an exercise professional, should we know that there's four macronutrients, alcohol is the kind of the random one, because there's no storage for alcohol, seven calories per gram, and we burn it off as a preferred energy source. So I'll just park that one for a minute. So fat is already fat, it's nine calories per gram, it's high energy octane fuel, and our fat cells can keep getting bigger because we've got massive storage capacity. Carbohydrate, we've only got half a kilo of storage capacity in our brain and in our muscles, and when your muscles run out, it draws down from your liver. So that process is pretty important, but it's only half a kilo. Protein is our body. We are made of protein and everything that happens inside our body, protein has something to do with it. So everything from hair, nails, skin, teeth, bones, muscles, everything, when our body rebuilds, we use protein. So it's a, obviously a very important substance, but you never hear people, well, you tend not to hear people say, don't eat protein, it's going to make you fat. But we often hear, don't eat carbs, it's going to make you fat. So how do they do that? Uh, the technical term is de novo lipogenesis. And does carbohydrate or could carbohydrate make you fat? Yes. Because that half a kilo storage capacity, what happens when that's full? When you you have eaten to the maximum capacity of bread, rice, pasta, a third of nuts, uh, vegetables, fruit, lollies, chocolate, chips, whatever it is, and your carbohydrate stores are full, what does your body do now? Well, could there be a difference on those two ends of the scale? Could there be a difference between a fit, strong body that's physically healthy and an unfit, weak body that is unhealthy? And could that, that body or those bodies be able to deal with more carbohydrate uh, or do they deal with them differently? So if I'm really fit and really strong and I've got a really fast metabolism because I've maintained my muscles, so I've got a big engine because I'm, remember muscles are the, big, the biggest engine of the body. So if I've got lots of muscle and I'm using them because the energy source to use those muscles comes from carbohydrate, and if I'm using my brain all the time, so I'm thinking and solving problems and I'm, cre I'm being creative and I'm overcoming challenges and I'm always using my brain, so I've fit, healthy, active body, <laughs> fit, strong, healthy, active brain, <laughs> fuel source, carbohydrate, put carbohydrate in, only half a kilo of storage space, and I'm constantly burning it up. Now, I get really excited about that. How about you? <laughs> My body, when it's fit, strong, and healthy, uses carbohydrate as a high-octane energy source. And when I say high-octane, I don't mean high calories on this one because remember, there's only four and a half calories per gram. Fat's got nine calories per gram. But it's a high-octane fuel because it is the fuel source for high intense activity. So if I sprint, if I lift heavy, if I use my brain, anything that requires 100% effort carbohydrates my fuel source I need it so if I'm fit strong and healthy and I'm puffing all the time I'm lifting I'm using my brain I've got an active lifestyle I'm constantly moving and when you're in your aerobic system so the high, highest 100% uh, energy uh, system in your body is your phosphate system 10 seconds then you have your lactate system, which is 10 seconds to two minutes, also uses carbohydrate. Once you get into the aerobic system, we're now using a combination of carbohydrate, 
a little bit of protein and fat. And there's a, a could be a 50% balance between carbohydrate and fat. Unless <laughs> you are really fit. Because when you're really fit and you're constantly sprinting, constantly lifting heavy, constantly using your brain, always requiring carbohydrate as an energy source, your body's an amazing evolving mechanism and it says, hey, that woman, that rowy woman, she gets puffed all the time, she lifts heavy all the time, she's using her brain all the time. We better store that half a kilogram of carbohydrate that, that she's only, is the only capacity that she's got. And when she's resting, we better make sure that she's not using that carbohydrate. She's predominantly using fat. Now, that system is called your respiratory quotient. And I, I know that you know this, but we'll just quickly overview again. Your base metabolic rate is how many calories your body requires in a warm room doing nothing for 24 hours. So how many calories does your body use in 24 hours when it doesn't have to do anything? When you start moving around, your metabolic rate is how many calories you're burning at the moment. So obviously, if you're sprinting, if you're lifting heavy, if you're using your brain, if you're being active, your meta metabolism, your metabolic rate goes up. If you're cold, your metabolic rate goes up. If you're laughing, your metabolic rate goes up. Uh, there's, there's a lot of things that speed up our metabolism. Awesome. Your respiratory quotient is where those calories are coming from. So yes, if you're doing 100% activity, we've got 100% carbohydrate being used. When you get into the aerobic system, which is some carbohydrate, some fat, and a little bit of protein, wouldn't it be nice if that changed to be mostly fat? Because when you're sprinting, when you're doing high intense activity, that's a short period of time, 10 seconds, the most two minutes. And then the rest of the time, we're in our aerobic system where we're burning an, an interesting mix of protein, fat, and a little tiny bit of protein, fat, and carbohydrate. So what if when we weren't exercising at 100% intense activity, we could make sure that our body was predominantly burning fat? Now, I find that really exciting. How about you? We can actually change our respiratory quotient if we're really fit and if we're really strong. So what's that got to do with does carbohydrate make me fat? Well, if I'm constantly using carbohydrate as my fuel source because I'm sprinting, I'm lifting, and I'm thinking, is it possible that there is no opportunity for carbohydrate to turn into fat because I'm using it as a fuel source? It doesn't get to store. And the, remember my question was, what happens if my fuel or my fuel storage source, or start again, my storage capacity for carbohydrate is full, so my fuel tank is full, what happens now? And this is where the body says, well, you know what? You've given me too much carbohydrate and you're not sprinting and you're not lifting and you're not doing much with your brain. So we're going to have to turn this excess carbohydrate into fat. Now, it's not really that much of a complicated process when you have a look at the chemistry of it because carbon, hydrogen and oxygen, it's just a different um, makeup of what fat is. So it's just your body can do it. And again, the, the technical terminology is de novo lipogenesis. Your body turning carbohydrate into fat, lollies into butter, pretty much. And the butter, the fat that sits between your uh, skin and your muscle, subcutaneous fat, and the stuff that holds your organs in place becomes very dangerous fat, of course, when you carry fat around your middle. And that's why fat for men tends to be more dangerous because they carry it here where it's affecting their internal organs. 
just as a fun side note, no woman has ever died of a fat bum. <laughs> as women, we obviously carry weight in the baby area, so around our, our tummy, our hips and our thighs, the back of our arms. But we've never had, there's no challenge with bum fat. It's safe fat. When you carry fat here, though, it becomes a challenge. So how do we make sure that our carbohydrate doesn't get an opportunity to turn into fat? Because it will. Yes, it will. If you don't do anything, if you don't use your brain very much, if you don't have very much muscle, if you've got a very slow metabolism, and if your respiratory quotient is more of a carbohydrate burner than a fat burner when you're not doing anything, then your body will very happily, if you put too much carbohydrate in there, will turn it into fat. De novo lipogenesis, carbohydrate turning to fat. Does it have to? Well, isn't it exciting that it might not have to? If I don't do anything, if I don't use my brain, and if I eat a large amount of carbohydrate, that carbohydrate will turn into fat. It will fill up my fat cells. My fat cells will keep getting bigger, and then they'll expand, and I'll just keep getting fatter and fatter. So I'm a big fan of the carbohydrate, though, <laughs> and I don't want to stop eating carbohydrate. Now, for the people that don't like to eat carbs because it makes them feel bloated or uncomfortable, they just don't like bread or pasta or lollies or rice or fruit and vegetables, that's okay. But all of those products, if you love them, if you love fruit, if you love veggies, if you love lollies, if you love bread, if you love pasta, if you love rice and you want to eat them, what if there was a way to turn your body into a carbohydrate-burning machine? How does that sound? Because when you exercise at high intensity, you burn carbohydrate. When you use your brain, you burn carbohydrate. Then at rest, your body prefers to burn fat. So you are using the carbohydrate that you put in, the half a kilo, to give you the energy to be fit and strong. And then when you're fit and strong, your body changes into a fat-burning machine when you're at rest. Does any of that sound bloody exciting? So I have no interest in dieting, reducing the amount of carbohydrate that I eat. I love to have, and somebody said to me, only yesterday, Rowie, what's your favorite food? And I said, well, there's two parts to that. The first part, if there was one food that I could eat, it was the only food I could eat for the rest of my life, and there was nothing else, for me it would be bread. <laughs> I like white bread, brown bread, rye bread, bagels, croissants, muffins, pizza base. I just love it. Uh, so I obviously don't want to reduce my carbohydrate, but I probably can't because I'm constantly exercising at high intensity. I'm constantly getting puffed. I lift heavy once, sometimes twice a week, and I'm constantly using my brain all day, every day, learning, uh, communicating, analyzing, researching. I'm always using my brain. So, and I'll rephrase that because I don't want this to be a personal thing. Is it possible that some people have such a fast metabolism and a respiratory quotient that is so uh, turned on to being a fat burner at rest that they can't get enough food, so they have to eat carbohydrate? Uh, they have to put more carbohydrate in because otherwise they wouldn't have any energy. And it's an interesting thing to take note because often when you go on a diet, whatever diet it is, it's usually a reduction of calories. But there's a lot of diets now that are a reduction of carbohydrate. And is it possible, and it might not be you, you might be the person that's reduced your carbohydrate, you don't want to eat carbohydrate, and I always ask these four questions, do you have a stack of energy, do you perform at your best, do you love what you see in the mirror, and are you getting the results that you want? And if you're on a low carbohydrate diet or no carbohydrate, and you can say yes to those four things, congratulations, it's obviously working for you. 
But if you've tried a low carbohydrate diet or a no carbohydrate diet and you have no energy and you, you can't perform at your half your best, let alone your 100% best, if you're not getting the results that you want and you don't, don't like the way you look in the mirror, is it possible that that low carbohydrate diet isn't working for you? Is it possible that you're not getting enough energy for your brain and not enough energy for your muscles so you can't exercise hard? And that's probably the biggest differentiating factor for me. If you have not enough carbohydrate, you can't exercise at high intensity and you can't lift heavy and you can't use your brain properly. Now, the only argument to that is the ketosis current uh, diet where the, it suggested the brain runs on ketones. And that, again, is a different chemical structure and an interesting way to live your life. And, of course, there are people who are on a ketosis diet. They're constantly in ketosis. They, they believe their brain is running on ketones or their body's running on ketones. They've got a stack of energy. They're performing at their best. They love what they see in the mirror and they're getting the results that they want. So, again, that's another congratulations. If that's working for you, awesome. But if it's not, if you're on a ketosis diet or you're on the ketone diet and you don't have a stack of energy, you don't perform at your best, you don't love what you see in the mirror and you're not getting the results that you want, is it possible that you might need to make some changes? And is it possible that your brain might need to run on glucose? I'll ask a different question. If you are, God forbid, ever in hospital and you can't eat food when you're in hospital... Uh, please ask your doctor what is going through or ask somebody else to ask the doctor if you can't, what's going through that tube that's going into my body to feed me because you can't eat food at the moment. And the answer will always be the same. It is a glucose drip. When you're in hospital, the fuel source for your brain is glucose. If your brain, obviously your brain needs to keep functioning because otherwise your body doesn't function. So if you're uh, unconscious, if there's some reason that you can't eat, you'll be given a glucose strip because that's what your body can run on. Remembering that carbohydrate is a macronutrient, these three macronutrients, carbohydrate, protein, and fat, they're called macronutrients because our body can run on them. So how do we wrap all of that up? Will carbohydrate make you fat? Hell yes. <laughs> if you eat too much carbohydrate, in fact, I'll rephrase. If you eat too much of anything, so you just eat too much than your body needs. So if your body needs 5,000 calories and you put in 6,000, what happens to the extra 1,000 calories? Well, fat goes straight to your fat cell because it's already fat. Carbohydrate goes into your carbohydrate store of, of half a kilo. But if you've got more than half a kilo, your body says, de novo lipogenesis, got too much carbohydrate, got to turn it into fat. Chemical process, and just as a very interesting side note, that chemical process uses up 25% of those calories. So if you put in 100 calories extra of carbohydrate, 25 of those will be burnt up in the process of turning carbohydrate into fat. But I'll go back. Does carbohydrate make you fat? Hell yes, if you eat too much of it. Does fat make you fat? Hell yes. <laughs> because it's got nine calories per gram. So it's got twice as much energy for the same amount of food. And it's already fat, so it doesn't lose any of its, uh, for it to go to your fat cell, it doesn't lose any of its energy because it's already fat, it doesn't have to be converted. Un unlikely that protein is ever a challenge, usually, because uh, our body's made of protein. And protein has a satiety index that's very high, simply meaning, when you eat protein, you tend to feel full. So it's very difficult to eat too much protein. So here's a great question. <laughs> Do you want to eat carbohydrate? That's the most important question. Because when it comes to your healthy headspace, and I'll use two things here. There's your healthy headspace 
and there's your healthy body. To get fit and strong, you have to have the energy to exercise. There's nothing that you can eat that will make you fit and strong. It doesn't matter whether you believe in carbohydrate, protein, fat, or a combination of all three in a certain percentage. None of those will make you fit, and none of them will make you strong. The only thing that gets you fit is to get puffed. The only thing that makes you strong is to lift heavy. <laughs> and the energy for both of those comes from carbohydrate. Remember, there's three energy systems, your phosphate system, your lactate system, and your aerobic system. And carbohydrate is used in all three of those for energy. So it's an energy requirement for the body. So do you want to eat it? <laughs> if you don't want to eat it, don't. You've just got to make sure that those four things are happening. It's very difficult if you don't have a stack of energy, if you're not performing at your best, if you don't like what you see in the mirror and you're not getting the results that you want from your eating and exercise plan, then surely you'd want to be doing something different. So if you can say, yes, I don't eat very much carbohydrate or I've cut carbohydrate out of my diet and I can still say yes to those four things, congratulations. If you want to eat carbohydrate, is it possible that you can turn your body into a carbohydrate-burning machine? Of course, the answer is hell yes. You've just got to get really fit and really strong. Because when you're really fit and you're puffing and use your brain and you lift heavy, carbohydrate's the energy source. From one to two minutes and then in your aerobic system. Just again as another interesting side note when it comes to energy and it comes to fat. Whew. <laughs> it's such a controversial topic. But one of the things about diets from a headspace point of view, because remember there's two parts. There's be healthy, fit and strong physically, but then there's the be healthy, fit and strong mentally. And I think that's just as important. And if somebody says that you can't have, mustn't have, don't have, shouldn't have, and you really want to have. So if you really love lollies or you really love chocolate or you love chips or biscuits or bread or rice or pasta or cereal or ice cream, any of those things, and somebody says to you, you can't have that ever, ever again, ever, is it possible that in your headspace you could get some challenges? One is you might never eat them again, but you feel deprived, you feel angry, frustrated, annoyed that you can't have the foods that you love. Or number two, you just get, oh, bugger it, I'm going to eat it anyway. So you eat the stuff that somebody has said can't have, mustn't have, don't have, shouldn't have, and then you feel guilty. And the challenge with both of those, being frustrated and annoyed that you can't have, or feeling guilty that you did have, both of those cause stress. And stress inside your body, if you don't move and if you don't lift heavy, that's when your body goes into a state of dis-ease. Because stress, the stress hormones, epinephrine, adrenaline, cortisol, they are designed to get you to move. But if you don't have enough energy to move, if you don't have enough carbohydrate to move, if you don't have the energy inside your muscles and your brain to be able to punch hard or kick hard or sprint then unfortunately you can't move, so now you become inactive, so now your carbohydrate is more likely to turn into fat. So it's an interesting connection between the brain and the body. If I feel stressed, if I feel guilty, if I feel angry, if I feel annoyed, if I feel deprived, they cause stress. If I don't get rid of the stress and I just sit, then I'm more likely that my carbohydrate's gonna to turn to fat. Isn't that interesting? The other interesting one though is that every gram of carbohydrate holds around itself three grams of water. Now, water's awesome. Our body needs it. <laughs> and it's interesting that the energy molecule, carbohydrate, the movement macronutrient, 
also holds water because when you exercise, you obviously need fluid, you need water. So those two go together, which means if you, let's say you burn up your half a kilo of carbohydrate store, that means you're going to lose another one and a half kilos of water. That's two kilos in body weight. Just an interesting take note. There's a lot of diets that say remove the carbohydrate from your eating plan and you'll lose a lot of weight quickly. And guess what? You'll lose two kilos really quickly in a couple of days. Because if you burn up your carbohydrate stores of half a kilo, gone, there's another one and a half kilos of fluid that's gone. So when you stand on the scales, two kilos lighter. But does that mean that you're two kilos healthier? Is it two kilos of less fat? Two kilos of less wobbly bits on your backside? Two kilos less of wobbly bits off the back of your arm? Of course not. What you've lost is your energy system for moving and you've lost water, which is obviously very important. You're way less, but you won't have any energy to do anything. And that, for me, is the big challenge with any kind of diet. If you don't have enough calories, if you don't have enough carbohydrate, if you don't have enough energy, how the hell do you exercise? Remember, the only way to get fit and strong is to get puffed and to lift heavy. So I'm the opposite to the food thing. I want to get puffed, lift heavy. So that my body turns into a fat-burning machine, a carbohydrate-burning machine, a sugar-burning machine, a calorie-burning machine, so I can eat whatever I bloody well want. That's my philosophy, and I'm not asking you to buy into my philosophy. What I would love everybody to consider, though, and particularly if you're an exercise professional, before you tell somebody carbs make you fat, before you tell somebody not to eat carbohydrate, before you get excited about or involved in the uh, the fashion and the fads that go on, and just as an interesting, again, side note, after 40 plus years in the exercise profession, carbohydrate and fat have gone in and out of fashion. There's, there was a time when low fat was important, then fat became really important, then carbohydrate, don't eat that, and then yes, eat carbohydrate. And this has been going on with the fashion of eating for a very long time. I'm not interested in the fashion of eating. I'm really interested in how to get fit and how to get strong so my body burns up everything that I put into it. How about you? The most important thing for me, though, is to have a happy headspace. And if somebody said to me, you can't eat lollies anymore, you can't eat nuts anymore, you can't eat fruit and vegetables anymore, you can't eat bread, pasta, rice anymore, because they're all carbohydrates, uh, I would find it very difficult to enjoy my life. I would be miserable, I'd be grumpy, uh, I'd be angry and stressed, which means I would need to be moving to get rid of the stress so my body's not diseased, but I wouldn't be able to move because I wouldn't have the energy to move. So let's have a look at the two ends of the scale, people who eat only carbohydrate or predominantly carbohydrate, and some of those people, are, or most of those people are in great shape, people who eat predominantly no carbohydrate, and they can be in great shape, and the opposite. There's a lot of people that just eat high-carbohydrate diet, and they're really out of shape, and there's people that eat a high-fat uh, and protein diet, and they're out of shape. So either of those don't work for me unless <laughs> I've got a stack of energy, I perform at my best, I love what I see in the mirror, and I'm getting the results that I want from my eating and exercise plan. So whether or not that includes carbohydrate for you, could it be a really good idea to at least understand the process? So what are the four macronutrients? How many calories do they have per gram? Where do they store? How does the body burn them up? And do they make me fat? Fat's already fat. Carbohydrate and protein have to get turned into fat, and they will if we eat too much. 
Alcohol can't turn into fat because it's a preferred energy source and there's no storage space for it. Your body doesn't have the chemical ability to turn alcohol into fat because that's a, a to- alcohol is a toxin. So when you've got alcohol in your system, your body's going to burn that up. But if you're eating food when you're drinking alcohol, what happens to the carbohydrate, protein and fat that you put into your body while your body's burning up the alcohol? And that's the other interesting one because obviously the fat goes straight to your fat cell. The sugar and uh, carbohydrate, glucose, lactose, all of the oses, they go to your carbohydrate store. Your protein stores are in your body, but what happens if you've got too much and they all turn to fat? So alcohol, you could ask the same question. Does carbohydrate make me fat? Does alcohol make me fat? Does fat make me fat? Does protein make me fat? Anything that's too much of anything will, yes, end up making us fat in some way, shape or form. But if you've got a fat-burning machine, a calorie-burning machine, a carbohydrate-burning machine, a protein-burning machine, and you've got a stack of energy and you're fit and healthy, is it possible that your body will burn them all up? And wouldn't that be awesome?